Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. here at St. Paul. Thanks for tuning in to this worship podcast today. Now, I imagine since the moment you woke up this morning, whenever that was, that you have made all sorts of decisions about what consumes your time and energy. Whether consciously or not, you have chosen what holds your attention and what doesn't, what's worth putting off until some other time, what's on your to-do list today that really needs to get done and What can wait until later? And so on, all sorts of those kinds of decisions. Ultimately, 
every single day. We decide what to prioritize in our lives, what matters. And then we kind of arrange our lives accordingly around those decisions. Well, the story that we're about to hear today is, in a way, a story about priorities. It's how one man's encounter with Jesus completely rearranges what holds value and meaning in his life. It shifts his priorities. And hopefully, it might help us think about how quick we are to respond to God's call in our very own lives. So let's take a listen to that story. It might sound a little familiar to you from Sunday school days. It comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. Now Jesus entered the city of Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, a half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Now let's take a listen to a reflection on this story and how it might help us better understand our own priorities and timing. Well, there are stories of procrastination. And then there's this story that I heard recently that came out of the Slidell uh, Police Department in southern Louisiana. Last year, an officer made what appeared to be uh, at least a routine traffic stop. The driver had been speeding through a school zone. So he pulled the man over and ran the background check and whatnot, started approaching the driver's side of the car. And as he was walking up, he inspected the license plates and noticed something a little peculiar, that colorful little square tag in the corner of everyone's plate that we are required by law to renew every year. Well, after a little bit of a closer inspection, the officer discovered that these tags actually hadn't been renewed for quite some time. Since September of 1997, to be exact, that would be nearly 25 years if you do the math. So when the officer approached the window, he asked the driver if he uh, was in fact aware that these were extremely expired plates to which apparently, according to the officer, the man responded with about as much honesty as I suppose you can muster when you've been kind of caught red-handed. And he said something to the effect of, I'm sorry, officer, I've been really busy lately. I totally forgot to do it, but I will take care of it as soon as I get home. (laughs) I've been a little busy lately. I don't know how expensive this man's ticket was for his various uh, violations, 
And I don't know how genuine his promise was that he would take care of it as soon as he got home. But I do think, actually, if we're honest, that his situation might not be all that different anyway from our own. You might dutifully, lawfully, make sure your car is registered on time every year, but maybe you have uh, forgotten to pay a bill until that late notice comes through and then all of a sudden you make sure it gets paid, makes, gets taken care of right away. Or you put off cleaning the house, doing the dishes, vacuuming, whatever it might be until hours or maybe minutes before guests are about to arrive at the house. And you're kicking it into overdrive, running around the house, making sure everything gets done right when it needs to. We've all been there in one scenario or another where something kind of spurs us into action or lights a fire under us in some way or another. The reality is that we make all sorts of quick decisions every day about what gets our attention, what's deserving of our time and our effort, what's worth our commitment and what's not, what could wait till tomorrow or in some cases what can wait 25 years down the line. And so when we get to this story of Zacchaeus, what we're actually getting a glimpse into, I think, is his own mind, his own way of kind of processing what's important in his life, what's of most value to him. And maybe how also his priorities change a bit after this interaction, this exchange with Jesus. Maybe you've heard the story of Zacchaeus before. If nothing else, it's a popular Sunday school lesson. Like a lot of kids, apparently Zacchaeus is short. He can't see over the crowd in front of him. And so maybe you even learned the song about how Zacchaeus was a wee little man and climbed up into the sycamore tree. Those are the details we teach our kids about this story. But as I was rereading this uh, familiar story this week, what struck me was the timing of how things sort of unfold and the way in which God's presence and the connection between him and Zacchaeus causes Zacchaeus to completely rearrange his priorities a little bit. How quickly Zacchaeus turns his life around after just one brief conversation. There's no more waiting, no reason to procrastinate, no holding off. The story starts with Zacchaeus, in my mind, sort of having this kind of vague interest in what Jesus is up to. We could imagine that he's kind of heard something about who this guy is and he sees the people crowded around him and he wants to catch a glimpse of what's going on. So he jumps into a tree. My guess is that he was sort of hoping no one would actually notice him. He could kind of hide up there among the branches and the leaves and watch from a distance and kind of sit back and observe, take it all in without having really to participate at all. When, of course, none other than Jesus himself catches out of the corner of his eye this guy Zacchaeus up in the tree and he says to him, today, today, Zacchaeus, right now, I'm coming to your house. I'm coming over. I wonder if there wasn't sheer panic going through Zacchaeus's mind in that moment because today was not the day he had planned to have a sit-down conversation with God. 
Today was not the day that he planned to have guests over to his house or maybe even more realistically to come to terms with some of his blatant sinfulness that he'd been living with. Maybe one day when it was more convenient he'd make amends for his selfishness and the hurt that he had caused other people through his work as a tax collector. Maybe someday in the future he'd figure out what purpose he was really living for. But not today. Today was the perfect day to be a bystander sitting up in the tree, kind of watching it all unfold. Until, of course, Jesus has other plans. Jesus knows Zacchaeus. He knows his faults and his failures and his tendency to procrastinate maybe knows the emotions that are tumbling around in his own heart and mind, and he says to him, you matter, I see you, despite whatever your past has held. Right now, today, is the perfect time to begin to turn things around. I imagine if Jesus was a motivational speaker, he would have shouted to Zacchaeus up in that tree, Zacchaeus, today is the first day of the rest of your life. I'm coming to your house and things will be different forever. Ultimately, what we get to witness here is this overwhelming grace of God. That God sees us, even when we might have a vague interest or we're comfortable kind of staying a safe distance away from anything that might challenge us to take change. And God says there is no better time than right now to reevaluate what consumes our time, our attention, our efforts in different ways, what we have prioritized and what we're putting off. Just look at what happens after Zacchaeus has this encounter. He is, scripture says, filled with joy. He's happy, actually, to welcome Jesus into his home, even though he probably hasn't cleaned up just yet. He's all in. There's no longer content to just watch from far off or up in the tree. But immediately he pledges his care for the poor to give back to others, to, to refund or help those who he has defrauded, not just in full, but four times over. This is the kind of thing that happens when we refuse to believe that faith can just be kind of a spectator sport. We can discover for ourselves the ways that God's love and grace actually moves us towards lives that simply can't wait to do something with that love. As Peter mentioned earlier in his announcements over these five weeks we're celebrating our ninth graders who have been part of confirmation and who are sharing their faith stories as part of this experience. Um, They'll talk for a few minutes about where they've seen God and where they felt God's presence in the world around them and beyond just the creativity and the, the honesty that these kids share. What I love about listening to these faith stories come sometime during the 10 15 learning time if you want to hear their stories But I love how they share their own perspective, how they articulate where they have been right in the middle of God's love, where they've felt God's presence near them. 
And oftentimes, their stories, what they choose to share, talks about how faith has changed in their lives over time, over the years as they've gotten older and matured, and how a certain experience or event in their life might have shaped their new perspective of faith. But also, more often than not, there is some description of how they know there's more to come. This is just one point in their story that they'll continue to notice and respond to how God is moving in their lives. And they're excited to see how God continues to work in their life beyond this point right now as ninth graders in high school. In other words, their faith story is never really complete. They're just sharing what they know of it right now. There's more to experience, more love to share, and it starts with them today on their confirmation day. It makes me think that if there is good news to hear in this quick story of Zacchaeus, it might just be in that one little word we hear a couple times, today. This is the day. Not some future hoped for point down the road. Not some long day since past, but the Christian faith is more than just a strategic plan for how to be a better person or how to do good in the world. It's more than a vague interest that we can afford to just kind of set on a shelf and come back to when it's convenient. But instead, our faith is this decision that's made again and again and again, a series, a long series of todays. The hope being that we can imitate Christ in all sorts of ways, as much as we can muster, choosing to do so today. Procrastination is tempting in various realms of our lives, putting off our response to God until a more convenient time sounds appealing. But Jesus, as that story said, came to seek and save the lost. And along the way, he has found each of us. He finds us in our own trees and calls us down to happily follow him, just as Zacchaeus did. Not just any day, but every day. Today. Amen.
We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking those words Jesus taught us through the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. And may we make the very most of each of our todays gifted to us by God. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.